Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number six of the Beyond Trauma podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about rewriting your story, which is step number six in my, you know, overcoming your trauma and becoming the hero of your own story process. Um, before we jump in, I just wanted to, you know, see how your weekend went. It's Last weekend was Thanksgiving weekend. Um, it's also the year 2020 in the middle of a global pandemic. There's a lot of things going on. An obelisk appeared in the middle in the middle of nowhere in southeastern Utah and then disappeared. Like there's a lot of crazy things going on. Um, I had an excellent weekend though, despite all of the crazy stuff that's happening. I had a pretty drama-free Thanksgiving, which isn't always guaranteed with family and in-laws and things like that, but it went very smoothly. The food was delicious, and I did a comedy show. So I did my second stand-up comedy show, and it was a learning experience for sure. It wasn't perfect, um, but I still feel like I did a good job, and... I learned a lot just about audiences and energy and all the good things. And I look forward to having more opportunities in the future to get up and share my, my funniness with everybody. So let's go ahead and jump into this topic today, rewriting your story. So I'm just going to keep this one short and sweet. We're not going to ramble too much or get into too many things. I actually wrote this out this time. <laughs> I usually just wing it if you can't tell, but today I decided to plan it out. So rewriting your story is just a process, okay? And I broke it into four steps for you. Um, step number one is to actually find the story. And I know that's like, okay, so like, what? how do you do that, right? So how I like to do it is I like to make categories and I'll be like, okay, when it comes to my family, like what stories do I have about myself or beliefs you could say, but I like to use stories. So one story could be that like you're the black sheep in the family or that you don't fit in, or maybe you're like, I get along great with everybody in my family and we're all super tight knit and I love them, you know, whatever it is. So you just start writing down all of the thoughts about you have that you have about yourself and your family. And then you could be like, okay, what about as an employee? And then you say like, I have all of these thoughts and beliefs about myself as an employee. And I'm pretty sure we, we, we talked a little bit about this process in the last episode, but it applies here as well to rewriting your story. So you're just becoming aware of the thoughts that you have about yourself in relation to certain circumstances, right? Step number two is questioning that story. So if your story was like, I'm the black sheep in the family, then you want to question that. And like, it doesn't have to be anything complicated. Like it is really good to ask good questions that really make you think, but your question can be as simple as like, is that true? <laughs> like, am I the black sheep in the family? Or you could be like, what does it even mean to be the black sheep? right? You could be like, okay, being the black sheep means that you've disappointed everyone, that you've made terrible decisions, that when the family is together without you, they talk bad behind your back, like whatever, right? So you could be like, okay, this is what it means. 
Is it true? Like 100%, I am the black sheep, right? Or if you have a coach or a trusted friend, they could be like, you know, I think you might be like being a little too hard on yourself, right? So you start to kind of pick apart this story that you've created and you can examine all the evidence that you have for it. And then you can be like, well, is that is that factual solid evidence? Like sometimes we, we like to say, well, this person thinks this about me, right? They think that I do drugs or whatever. Like, And then you could be like, but is it true? Like you don't know. Unless they've actually said the words and it has come out of their mouths, then you are just creating evidence for your story out of like assuming that someone is thinking something, which is not a solid way to collect evidence, right? <laughs> not very scientific. Um, okay, so I think you get the gist there. Step number three is to find the new story. So your new story could be like, I am just a member of this family and I bring a different perspective that is just as valuable as everybody else's perspectives. And I love myself, right? It, it doesn't even have to have anything to do with what anybody thinks or says about you. Like you can just decide that you are a contributing important member of the family and that what you have to say is super valuable, you know? And then step number four would be finding the evidence for that new story. So you could be like, yeah, when my cousin John was having a really hard time, I was able to connect to him and be like, yeah, I've been through that too. And I understand that no one else in the family has really been through this stuff, but like I have, because I'm the quote black sheep, right? And you could be like, and this is how I got through it. And like, you don't have to suffer like I did and feel all this shame and like the family hates you. You can be like, here's someone I can rely on, right? So because of your unique experiences and the unique perspective that you bring to the family, you're actually an asset to the family, right? And so you find, you start to find this evidence that actually like, because I am who I am, I bring really great stuff to the family, right? So let's just run over the process again, the four steps. Step number one is becoming aware of the stories that you have about yourself. Step number two is questioning that story and questioning the evidence that you have for that story. Step number three is finding the new story or basically like what you would like to believe about yourself that is more useful to getting you where you want to go in life or getting you to have the positive relationships that you want to have with people in your life. And then step number four is finding the evidence for that new story. So it's really a simple process. It's not always easy, but super simple. Okay. And then I thought of an example from my own life and I'm just going to show you how I used this process to pick it apart and to form a new story. So my example is the circumstance is that the women in my family gain weight easily and then hold on to the weight easily. Like it's not very easy for us to lose weight, right? That's actually like not even like a circumstance because circumstances are neutral and factual. <laughs> and this is not like always factual, right? So, but this is like, this is the story that I have always believed that like, because the women in my weight, oh my gosh, because the women in my family gain and hold weight easily, like that's true for me too, right? And so my whole life, I've just had this narrative in my head that like, I'm gonna be fat and I just need to accept it. But I have, 
always resisted it. I have always been so scared of getting fat. And so, you know, that has led me to yo-yo diet, to um, get really extreme in my workouts, to try really harsh diet pills and things that have been really hard on my body to do. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of HCG, but it's like injecting hormones into your body that, and then, and then like eating 500 calories a day, like really extreme, crazy stuff. Like I look back on it now and I'm like, why did I do that? Like, it's so crazy. Um, My evidence for why this was all true is that most of the women in my family have hypothyroidism, including myself. And hypothyroidism just throws all your hormones off. It makes it very difficult to, to lose weight and you gain weight very easily. It comes with a lot of other things like having really low energy. So like you don't even want to go work out. You don't want to move around. You're just kind of like couch potato mode all the time and the other women in my life also struggle with this and it's kind of like you can look and see how it has affected them they've gained weight it's been very hard for them to lose the weight right this is the evidence that I'm seeing therefore I am doomed to the same fate and I don't want to be insensitive to the women in my family um but like this is just my imperfect brain finding the evidence for the story that I have always believed, right? So I took this example and I said like, is this 100% true? Because I have hypothyroidism, I cannot lose weight. And And then I say, no, it's not true, right? Because it's actually not super hard for me to lose weight. It's just hard for me to overcome the desire to like, not move (laughs) and the desire to eat sweets, right? Or drink soda or whatever it is. Like it's literally just my mind. It's me standing in my own way, right? And of course, like, yeah, it's true. Like the hormones do make it harder. Like I do have to work harder than like a person who doesn't have hypothyroidism, but it's not impossible for me to lose weight and then maintain that weight loss. So there was a time in my life where I was fighting, uh, training MMA. And I've started doing that again, but for like two years, I was steadily going to the gym every single night. I would do like a Muay Thai kickboxing class. And then I would, uh, roll jujitsu for two hours. Okay. And it was like extreme cardio, but like so fun. And so I found a workout that was really fun for me. It was very social. It was very high cardio and very high strength training. Um, and I got super fit. Okay. And I, I wasn't like on a diet, but I was eating less because when I work out really hard, I don't have much of an appetite. Okay. So I was doing hardcore workouts. I was eating less. And I was also like conscious of what I was eating because when I went to work out, I didn't like having heartburn (laughs) and we would be like doing burpees or like Superman uh, exercises on the mat or like crunches or just being like when you're wrestling with people, you get squeezed a lot and stuff. And it's like, you don't want to have gas when that happens. <laughs> and someone squeezes you and you like fart in, in the class, like so embarrassing. Um, and I also just didn't like having heartburn and like suffering through the whole class. So I was like, okay, I got to stop eating the stuff that gives me heartburn. So I cut back a ton on like the greasy foods. Okay. We're starting to ramble now, but, um, there's my evidence, right? My counter evidence to, to this evidence that like everyone in my family just is fat and that's the way it's going to be. 
So there was a time in my life where I lost a lot of weight. I maintained it for like two years, right? And then I had a major heartbreak and I stopped going to the gym and I started eating whatever I wanted. In fact, I started working at a pizza joint and eating lots of pizza every day. And so it was like this emotional thing, right? <laughs> and, I, and the messaging in that was like, you're not worth it because I got dumped and abandoned and ghosted, right? So now I know like, okay, I'm emotionally triggered to eat food and not go to the gym. And so now I know that. And now I'm going back to the gym and working out every day with a trainer uh, doing MMA workouts. And an MMA gym is opening here in the middle of nowhere, Blanding, Utah, uh, in a couple of months. And I'm so excited to get back into it. And so I have rewritten my story that if I can be aware of my emotional triggers that cause me to eat unhealthily and inhibit my motivation to get up and go to the gym, if I can be aware of those triggers and then bring my logical brain into it to say like, what's more worth it to me? Like, being healthy and overcoming the story or living in the story and believing that it's true, then I get up and I go to the gym and I don't eat a whole sleeve of Oreos. I just eat one, right? I'm done with like extreme dieting and I'm all about just, you know, moderation, okay? So this is like the result that has come for me I'm in no way like in the best shape of my life or anything right now. Like I've only really just started, but I'm aware of the story. I have picked apart the evidence for it. I've created a new story that like when I work hard and I overcome my emotional triggers, I can lose weight and I can maintain it. And now I am finding the evidence for that and I'm creating a new result in my life. Okay. So that's just an example from my own life. And I encourage everybody to just see if you can apply this process in your own life. It's a pretty big game changer. And it's a great way for us to overcome trauma. Like I, I see so many stories and there are examples that I've shared in past episodes before as well. But, you know, just people who've been through like really rough divorces who believe that they can't ever find love again or... Um, had a child die and they feel like they can't have another one because they could never love another child like they did their old, their old child, their deceased child. Um, it could be anything, you know, like trauma is just so relative and so specific to the person who experiences it. And it's so easy once we experience those hard things for our brains to just you know, always be living in the fear and creating these stories that are meant to protect us, but really they hold us back. So such an important thing to really go in and question these stories and create new ones that really help us to get where we're wanting to go. Okay. And sometimes it might be good to just define what your goals are. Like the new year is coming. What do you want to achieve next year? What stories are not helping you achieve those future goals? What stories will help you achieve them? What can you start finding evidence for that will help you to become the person that you want to become in the year 2021? And like always, if you're ever wanting additional help with this, I'm an open book. 
I welcome direct messages or texts if you have my number <laughs> or comments on the, the podcast. Anything, any way that you want to reach out to me is great. And I am always here to help you. I do a free consult call for anyone interested in coaching. Um, I want to say full-time coaching regularly on the things that are holding you back in life. And I do six months of coaching with people to really get down into the nitty gritty and give you some time to solidify the new things that you're learning and eventually be able to fly solo and manage these things on your own. Like how great does that sound? Perfect, right? And I've been working now uh, with a coach for about, about a year, a little over a year, about a year. And I can tell you that this stuff works, okay? Obviously I wouldn't be up here like preaching the gospel of life coaching unless I knew that it was true that it worked for me, right? And that I see it working for so many people out there. It's like the miracle pill <laughs> to me of life, okay? So I hope you all have a wonderful week. I know that I will. I'm feeling good. I'm ready to get out there and slay the day. And I will see you next week. I hope that this information was helpful to you. If you ever have any suggestions for things that you would like to hear on the podcast, Send me a DM, like I said, leave a review, whatever you'd like to do, and I will catch you next week. Have a great day.